The late afternoon light poured through the library's high windows. Callum, distracted, had found himself reading the same paragraph again. The words on the page would not sit still before his eyes. It was easier to look around or watch his neighbour out of the corner of his eye, anything to divert him from the book at hand. Another reader might have blamed this on the flat and unattractive style of the prose. In fact, a previous reader had explicitly done so, and an insolent byro too. The margins were studded with his, or her, complaints, which grew more peevish as the chapter wore on. No, completely wrong. Don't agree with this at all. And here, on this page, boring. He flicked ahead as the Biro Wielder's comments began to thin out, hoping for one more barb. He found it, on an inserted black and white photograph of the book's author in conversation with a fellow writer. From their mouths sprouted matching cartoon bubbles. Have you read my latest? In a pig's arse, friend. Callum gasped out a laugh, which made a ripple in the library's glazed silence. He lowered his head, embarrassed. On the one hand, he was too fair-minded to fault the author, a one-time expert in his field, a time long past. On the other, it felt as hard to ignore these slights from the sideline as it would a fan standing next to you on the terrace hurling abuse at the referee. Even if you were amused by them, it was off-putting. While he had been working, the light beneath the low September sky had turned an old gold. Autumn was coming. He yawned and clapped the book shut. He looked around at the heads bowed over the desks. The library's mood of concentration felt rather chastening. He had meant to post up his teaching schedule for the term, due to start in three weeks, but a letter from his publishers that morning had driven him to the desk to resume his research. Diligent by nature, he had lost time this summer when he'd had to go home and look after his mother, who had broken her hip in a fall. He packed up his things and headed for the exit, the caramel-coloured parquet squeaking beneath his shoes. He crossed the flagged court and checked his pigeonhole for mail. There was a note from Juliet Barwell, the new lecturer, to say that she would be free after all. She'd meet him in the Marquis at six. He looked at his watch and, having assumed her no-show, now realised he'd have to put a spurt on. He'd encountered her by chance in the staff common room this lunchtime, and in a reflex of friendliness, suggested a drink after work. Yes, friendliness was his thing, though he couldn't help noticing the outline of her long legs beneath the denim skirt, and the brown leather boots that reached to her knees. He nipped up to his office, had a quick wash and a squirt of deodorant. He rolled up his old college tie, the only one he owned, and crammed it in his pocket for later. Hurrying along the strand, he had to dodge through a ragged knot of protesters outside the Royal Courts of Justice. Another union, it seemed, with another set of wage demands. Stuff the five percent, read the placards. Protest had become such a feature of life in the last few years, you almost didn't notice it anymore. Mutiny was in the air you breathed. He found the Marquis already thronged with the office crowd. She was sitting at the bar reading The Guardian, oblivious to the steady hum of talk. In profile, she looked pointy. 
the slope of the nose and chin more austere than they looked face on. Sorry, Amelia, he said, edging onto the stall next to her. I only just got your message. Juliet acknowledged him with an efficient little smile. He bought drinks, gin and tonic for her, a Coke for him. She gave the room a quick once over. Is this your favourite haunt? In as much as a teetotaler can have haunts. She shifted around to look at him, an inquiring gleam in her eye. Do you mind my asking you something? Where is that accent of yours from? He laughed, the English. Where do you think it's from? Well, it's either Scottish or Irish, at a guess. Northern Irish. I'm one of Her Majesty's subjects, just like you. She frowned in apparent alarm at this unsuspected kinship. Belfast, then. He shook his head. Neary, right on the border. I'm presuming you've never visited. We had a family holiday near Cork once. That's the scythe. I'm from further up. How about yourself? Oh, Hampshire. Do you know Alton? Jane Austen country. I'm afraid I've gone from one genteel place to another. School in Cheltenham, then Cambridge for six years.